Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Founders Craft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Gonzalez, and joining me today is my good friend, Sean Lemon from The Digital Organizer. And today we're actually going to talk about some very tangible things that you can actually implement inside of your business today. How many of you have ever struggled with having over 3,000 unread messages in your inbox? (laughs) Now, why that might be an exaggeration for some, it's a reality for many. For quite a lot. For quite a lot. And today, I've asked my friend Sean to just unpack some of the things that he's done with many business leaders just like you on how they can get order within their inbox and also have more time to do the things that they love throughout the day. So, Sean, welcome to the show. Thank you. And uh, I want to just talk a little bit about some of the things that you've seen, now you work with a lot of business leaders who yep. uh, run organizations of many different sizes, mm-hmm. um, and I imagine they use email throughout the regular course yep, of their business. Yep, everybody uses right? email. And yep. so one of the things that I wanted to really unpack in this episode is really just talk about how we can take back control of our inbox, right? Yeah. Because very often people might send an email, for example, I know within my own company, I'll get an email at sometimes an ungodly hour of the night, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's in the morning, especially when I work uh, with remote team across time zones. Yeah. And there sometimes isn't necessarily a system or a way to, to determine what messages I, sh- I should respond to mm-hmm. and what messages I should ignore, frankly. Right. Yeah, totally. And what happens is when we get into this cycle of running our business, living our lives, sometimes our inbox can go wild, right? And then absolutely, it's Monday morning, we sit down at our desk and we see, you know, 800 unread messages and then we just don't yeah. know what to do, right? It's like, do you, do you dive into that and get lost in email world? Or do you abandon email and you're putting out other fires in the meantime? Exactly. And, and you know, with a large number like that, you don't know frankly what all is in there <laughs> right. and and what should be prioritized and do you remember if things are taken care of and things like that so yeah. that's why so many people try and use the inbox zero system mm-hmm. um, to uh, to stay on top of email and in some ways that's I think most people don't feel that that's feasible for them right but it really is there's there's so many things that we can do and part of my process is to an extent, declaring email bankruptcy, and that you can you can move everything out of your inbox. We're not deleting it. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to delete all of your email or anything yeah. like that. But we move it out so that we kind of clear the slate, give you a certain amount of, of mail to actually go through that's that you can handle. And of course, everything is still searchable. Yeah. So yeah. So when it comes to let's say you are an entrepreneur, you wear multiple hats within your company. And let's say right now you are the only person that actually has access to your inbox. Right. I know recently you made a transition to where you've delegated um, access to your inbox. What did that look like for you? And and tell me about that process. Yeah. So I had already done a lot of work in my email to make sure that um, my emails were filtered so Mm -hmm. that the good stuff goes into my inbox and everything else goes into a series of folders. I can get into that more. But... um, But yeah, I hired an assistant and delegated my email to her. So at first, we were both getting in that inbox and going back and forth. Um, But that was difficult because she didn't have complete ownership. And so I might mark something as read or she does something didn't get responded to. So that caused a bit of an issue. So when delegating your email, uh, I found that it's really important to give total ownership of that. So I created a private inbox for myself that I don't give out except mm-hmm. in uh, special scenarios. Yeah. And uh, and so 
my assistant checks that email account and she goes through and anything that she can respond to which frankly is like 95 percent yeah she can take care of it and there are certain things that i need to be made aware of or that i need to respond to personally or she needs input from me in mm -hmm. order to make the right decision or, or respond correctly and so she shares that email with me and so right now we're using an app called spark and so she can share that email or we may uh, this is a little more advanced, but we're actually putting it in Asana as yeah. a ticket so that I can respond to it there. Um, but for uh, just kind of real low tech, you can have your private inbox, uh, your assistant can have your private inbox and your public inbox in the mail app that she's using. And she just drags the messages that you need to see into your private uh, inbox. That's excellent. And so yeah. it's, it's amazing because then you get to take off that fireman hat. Someone else is is fielding all that stuff yeah. lining it up they know what how you want to work what your schedule looks like and they can protect your time yeah. so that you don't just go into that fireman mode and go do something that you really shouldn't be doing you're doing urgent instead of important exactly and uh and so yeah that's that's a huge part of it is creating that private email address that's huge because one of the things that i still have not yet done is is delegate my own inbox right? yeah so i uh, showed you a couple minutes ago i have 800 unread messages on yeah. my device right now yeah. now part of that is because i have multiple email accounts from different uh, companies i i, mm -hmm. I run mm -hmm. but even with that um what you described having this private inbox and then also having a delegated inbox really is a game changer because now absolutely it allows you to really focus on the things that you need to do that's going to move your needle forward in that day. Yeah. Now, you were fortunate enough to obviously identify the right person to work in uh, in that administrative role. Right. And we can talk about that in another episode. But, yeah. but I want to dive into that process of how did you go through uh, identifying what elements that you felt comfortable delegating to someone mm -hmm. who is now managing your inbox? Sure. And then also what allowed her to now understand, like, this is a priority for... Uh, Sean, let me forward this to him. This right. is more of a distraction. Let me take this off of his plate. So right. help me understand that system that you've established to yeah. implement that. So when we first started, um, we erred on the side of oversharing, yeah. you know, and so to make sure that things weren't missed. Now, I didn't completely give up control in that uh, you know, in that I never look at it again. Right. So I still get into that inbox, but it's not it's not in my app, my email mm -hmm. app. I have to go to gmail.com and manually log in to look and review those messages. And if I click on something that's unread, I mark it as unread when I'm done so right. that she can respond uh, and I'm not messing up her workflow. Um, so, you know, the mistakes aside of, of both of us sharing the inbox, once we got that private and she was able to share things, she overshared. And so, uh, yeah, more stuff hit my inbox. And, and what I started doing is, is I would let her know how I wanted to respond. Mm -hmm. And I actually didn't respond myself most of the time. Yeah. And now I hardly ever respond um, unless certain scenarios or I will respond in with all of the meat of what it is and then say okay this is from me because it's all my wording and then right. she might put a nicety at the beginning and at the end and kind of sandwich in my response and at that point she has permission to send it from herself so you know a lot of my financial stuff was coming in there my bookkeepers my uh, uh, 
financial advisor, uh, my wife and a few other people, they have that private inbox so that that can bypass and we can keep that out. But no, she still has access to some sensitive stuff that still Mm -hmm. comes into the inbox. Um, and you know, part of the hiring process is making sure that you hire someone that you can trust. Yes, yeah. And then it's you know signing all this stuff, and that you know y- you can trust to, to yeah. be able to do that. Um, what would be some uh, if there were five things that um, the listener today could basically identify as these components are the messages or the types of uh, information that I'm going to delegate mm-hmm. to my external inbox. What yeah. would you say those things are? Oh, I would say scheduling. Scheduling. Yeah. yeah. So that's by far, like, that was the big reason why I wanted to delegate my inbox in mm-hmm. the first place was the scheduling. And second to that was the, I, I was always seeing somebody's pressing urgent need in my inbox, which I I often allowed to derail me from the yeah. things that were important. So it's it's being able to to have someone in that first line of defense for emerge someone else's emergency that may not be mine. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing would be scheduling because it goes back and forth and in until you take it off your plate, uh-huh. you don't realize how much you're really communicating. Oh yeah. And. Uh, and so much of it, you know, there's a someone will email in, they'll say, hey, what's going on? You know, this is great. You know, say something personal, ask a question, ask me how things are going, whatever, kind of the whole yeah, deal. Yeah. Often I would see the question and respond to the question and not the full <laughs> and email. And skip everything else, yeah. And yeah. then I would go back to the next one and then I would go back and then overdo it for the next one. I spent a ton of time yeah. uh, in email just responding to niceties, responding to questions, and trying to respond actually to questions that should have been a phone call uh, or should yeah. have been an appointment. And and it took me a couple of months to finally identify I, I was procrastinating responding to certain messages. Mm-hmm. And so that I guess that would be the third thing, which yeah. is... Um, identifying messages that are going to be too long of an answer. Yeah. And okay. my assistant can't al- doesn't always know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it may seem like a quick question, but then I read it and realize, no, there's a lot to unpack here. We need to schedule an appointment. That makes sense. And yeah. so, yeah, that a lot of my time was spent answering questions that should have been billable yeah. or, um, you know, should have been responded to intentionally over a conversation. That makes a lot of sense. And so we can begin to take uh, inventory of our inbox and really identify, you know, again, what, how much time are we spending going back and forth just trying to schedule an appointment? Mm-hmm. And then two, w- having those side conversations just to break the ice or reconnect with individuals. Right. And then also third, like you said, um, the conversations that really should have been inside of a, a billable environment, right? And totally. On the phone or in person, mm-hmm. um, the time it takes to respond back to that. And I can yeah. I can absolutely relate to that yeah. myself. Yeah. And now as we kind of think about this, so we've identified the, the top three things that we should be aware of that we could potentially delegate. Now, you'd mentioned that you use Spark uh, to manage your email, right? Yeah. And you mentioned that there was this uh, delegation tool inside of it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that a little bit. So what yeah. is Spark? Uh, how can people find it? And does it work on uh, Mac or PC? Or mm-hmm. Tell me about it. So Spark is right now Mac only. Okay. And then they have an iOS app, and they just came out with an Android app. So Windows is left out to dry <laughs> right now. So they well, there's don't many have options Windows on Windows, version. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so 
it's just an email app that you can give your email credentials, put mm -hmm. in your username and password, and it'll pull in the email just like Mail or Outlook would. Um, but it has extra features in that you can set up templates. So for you know one of the big things that I've delegated is follow-up emails uh -huh. and also reaching back out to people to reconnect and see how things are going yeah. because follow-up and just reconnecting with people is huge way to bring in additional revenue Absolutely. and make your clients happy. So, yeah. Uh, so we set up templates for that, um, mm -hmm. and so it makes it really easy. Uh, so I formulated a lot of uh, all of that wording, or I'll have her create a, 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 um, uh, a template for it, and I go in and tweak it. Yeah. Another thing that you can do in Spark is you can tell it you want to send an email later. So if you happen to be on a flight, or you happen to uh, be checking mail at night, or you're in you're traveling in Europe and so you want to make sure that it hits their inbox at 9 a.m., yeah. you can schedule that email. That's great. You can yeah. also set an alert if someone hasn't responded within a certain time frame that nice. you set. Yeah. So it makes you a master of follow-up mm -hmm. to make sure that, hey, like we've got this going on. I need a response by 5 p.m. on Friday and 3 p.m. on Friday doesn't it rolls around. <laughs> right. Like I haven't got anything from this inbox. It's time to call them or yeah. email or, you know, things like that. So that's huge. And we actually will schedule follow-up emails the day of, we'll write a follow-up email the mm -hmm. day of an appointment and schedule it to go out later. That's excellent. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love that because I use Apple Mail and mm -hmm. so it's built into the operating system. It works. Yeah. But Apple Mail sometimes can be a flood of information, right? And I, oh, and yeah. I had a chance to look at Spark and notice that it does separate um, messages from individuals versus newsletters versus alerts. It can do and that. So it yeah. really yeah. does help. Mm -hmm. um, you focus on the things that really move your needle forward. Yeah, it can do that. I'm not using that smart inbox mm -hmm. because I use SaneBox, which is another service we'll nice. talk to yeah. a little bit later. Yeah. But it's a pretty sweet feature. But I didn't really answer your question, which is how you use it for delegating. Yeah, I got yeah. into some of my other favorite <laughs> features first. But so de the delegation works uh, this way. So um, my assistant does not have uh, access to my private account. So it's only set up in mine. And so she has my public account, she has her accounts and things like that. And so when she checks an email that I need to respond to or she needs my input from, yeah. there's a feature in the top right hand corner that you can click on and share an email with someone. And so when she shares it with me, it pops into my inbox and below that message, it says, Jeanette shared this message with you yeah. uh, and there's a comment box underneath. And so she may type in there. So it's kind of like Slack or you, yeah. you put in text messages underneath email. Mm -hmm. So we can discuss the email yeah. without email. I love that. Yeah. So we don't have forwards, we don't have replies. Because as you know, if you forward an email to someone else to get their input and then you're gonna go back to the client yeah, you've got to clean up that email Otherwise and make sure yeah. you don't have all that other junk in there. <laughs> exactly. So Spark it keeps it completely separate. That's incredible. So it's features yeah. that are only there in Spark. And so when you share an email with another account, it actually isn't in Gmail. So if I go to gmail.com and check into my private account, I won't see those shared emails that makes sense. Yeah. because sharing is only a feature in spark the commenting is only a mm -hmm. feature of spark and so all of that happens in there and that's on your iphone and everything else so they all sync together um, and there is actually a tool in there to hit delegate and so you can delegate it to someone you can give them a due date and things like that yeah and so that's a great feature in a team environment 
um, for the particular workflow that I use, it's not necessary because if it's in my inbox, it's delegated to exactly, me. Baby. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. I need to do something with it. So I am totally responsible for my inbox and she's totally responsible for the other one. That's great. Now, some of the people who are listening right now might think, well, you know, I'm not as tech savvy, so I don't know if I can set up Spark right now. And mm -hmm. frankly, I don't even have an assistant. So, yeah. you know, where do I get started? And what would you say is that first step that people should begin to think about now that they are aware that you can have control of your inbox? Yeah. But what would be that first step to kind of prepare for that? So I would say the first step to prepare for delegating your email or really just getting control of it is, um, number one, starting with a service called Unroll Me. Mm-hmm. So you go to unroll.me, you log into your email address, and that will show you all of your subscriptions. Nice. And so yeah. here come 100. I had someone who had 800 subscriptions. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Insane. So imagine how much of her email, like, she's having to go treasure hunting for the good <laughs> stuff. So, uh, so that's the first line of defense, and it's remove all those subscriptions that you don't need. And if you want to continue using Unroll.me, which I don't, I disconnected it and switched to SaneBox next. Yeah. But if you want to continue to use it, it has a feature called the Rollup. And so it'll show you a digest of all of those newsletters you actually want to see. Very nice. Yeah. So that's an interesting thing to go about it. So that's the starting place, mm -hmm. to, and that's all of your low-hanging fruit. Yeah. So step two is going to be to sign up for SaneBox. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can go to SaneBox.com, or if you want to use my affiliate site, it's the digitalorganizer.com yeah. slash SaneBox. Yep. Um, but it, uh, so you connect your account, and it does filtering. So it looks at who your emails are from and what the subject line is, and it makes a determination of whether it should go in the inbox later or they have other features that you can turn on. Yeah. I'm only using the inbox, the later folder, and then I have some custom training folders set up. Nice. So uh, there are three levels of filtering. There's a strict, moderate, and loose filtering. Mm -hmm. So um, I have mine on the loose filtering, which when you do the setup, it asks you, do you receive emails from people, uh, from strangers that you need to check? Right. So they make sure that yeah. new people always hit your inbox. So yeah. that's how I have it set since yeah. I have new leads coming in. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so I've got that going. And so what it does is it takes a look at who the email is from, what that subject is, and so it either puts it in later or it puts it in the inbox. Nice. And so by doing that, you're automatically pulling out um, scheduling uh, update reminders if you don't want them to go there, uh, newsletters, um, updates, purchases and receipts and things like that. They yeah. all just go to another folder. It's called later. Nice. That are not time sensitive. Yeah. So only the good stuff hits your inbox. So if you're going to keep your notifications turned on, mm -hmm. you get way, way less dinging. And yeah. so you actually know what's going on. And so I check my later folder at most a couple times a day. Mm -hmm. um, at minimum, at this point, I've got it filtering pretty well. I've yeah. got it dialed in. So it might be a couple, three days before I actually check that later folder. And what's cool about it is there may be a ton of emails, but all I'm doing is I'm scanning. Yeah. Anything good in here? Do I want to read this? Oh, I'll read this newsletter. Or, um, or oh, this you know receipt should have gone into my financial and shipping yeah. you know alerts yeah. instead of the later folder. Um, but yeah. So that makes sense. So you basically, you set up the unenroll me, right? And so that, once it's able to filter through 
the uh, newsletters and all the things you're receiving that you realize, you know, I really don't need to receive this. Mm -hmm. And you set up the same box as you Mm -hmm. just uh, mentioned. Now, help me understand... um, if you have SaneBox, yeah. why would someone need an assistant to help delegate the inbox? So help me understand. Let's talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So SaneBox is going to do that filtering so that the so that uh, unimportant or non-urgent things don't aren't at the forefront of your attention. Right. So that's going to free up a lot of your time right there. So that's like the first big win with email, mm-hmm. and then you can stay on top of it and you know, with your goal being getting to zero every day and responding to things. So the only things that I left in my inbox are the things that haven't been replied to. Right. But there comes a point where you're still spending a lot of time there. Mm -hmm. And if you start tracking what you're spending time on, you'll realize, you know, pretty clearly when it's time to have somebody (laughs) help you out with this stuff. Yeah. And there's, um, I use Michael Hyde's task filter in Mm -hmm. it. Like I I go through all of the tasks that I do throughout the day um, on a quarterly basis and determine, should I eliminate, automate, or delegate this? And so, you know, after getting your email under control, you may decide to set up an online scheduling system, which Mm -hmm. I had done. Um, and that helped, but still there's a lot of logistics. Yeah. And it's all of those logistics that I just found myself spending too much time on and frustrated with. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that, you know, I, I needed someone to help me with that. Yeah. And that was just, I waited way too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're thinking about it, it the, the saying goes, if, if, it's, if you're thinking about hiring assistant, you should have done it a year or two ago. Yes. Yes. So because you're beginning to feel the pain of where that that oh, gap yeah. really is. Yeah. And in another episode, we'll, we'll unpack what it was like for you to bring on an assistant and and go through that process of discovering yeah. the right fit. Um, and as we kind of wrap up, let's talk a little bit about the um, the mindset as a business owner that you need to have when you've delegated your inbox, right? Mm-hmm. Because I imagine many of us in the beginning, when we have an inbox, we're so accustomed to either ignoring it altogether or trying to stay on top of all the messages as they're coming in, that I imagine when you delegate that role, it, there's still a temptation to oh, scary. respond yeah. and did they get back to the, uh-huh. the, the person in the right time? Uh-huh. So what was that like for you? And, and being a digital organizer, what yeah. are some of the challenges you've seen business leaders uh, struggle with mm-hmm. when it comes to delegated inbox? Well, as far as the struggle that I see with both, both with most business leaders is them wanting to get back into it yeah. and and continually going back in and not giving complete control and realizing that that is this other person's domain. Mm. So when it comes to delegating your email to someone else, the most important thing is that you set clear expectations in the beginning. Yeah. So I use this form, again, it's one of Michael Hyatt's deals. Um, it's called the Project Vision Caster. Mm-hmm. And so you clearly uh, write down what's your vision for this? Why are you doing it? What are the measures of success? Yeah. What does success look like? What's the budget for it? Uh, how much time should you be spending? So you're really outlining your full expectations of what you want. Right. And so at first, I didn't do that. I, I said what I wanted, and most of the time it got done. But then more things got added, and like, I want you to follow up with this, and I want you to do all of these other tasks. And so part of that process is actually updating the Project Vision Caster and being very clear and having that line of communication open. Yeah. So 
so setting the right expectations from the beginning and defining the win. Yeah. So how do they know that they are successful? How yeah. do you know that they are successful? And making sure that, uh, you know, my expectation is that we're at inbox zero or very close to it by the end of the day, mm-hmm. that we're responding to people within a 24 hour period. Uh, yeah, we're using, we're doing as few emails back and forth as possible. Yeah. So if I get feedback from someone that it was hard to schedule, they went back and forth and I look at that conversation, I realize, you know what, we need, you need to ask all these questions up front. Let's create a template for this. And so that that way we can start refining it. So really having clear expectations at the beginning and letting people, letting them know what you want them to respond to, what you want them to share and uh, and in you know when you're first getting started, they're going to overshare with you. And if you're having them respond, you need to be clear about how, how and they why. Should. Yeah. And so in that why piece, I feel is really the most important. Let mm-hmm. them know, you know, people are so busy as it is, they're coming to us out of overwhelm, yeah. which means we can't add to that. We need to be <laughs> as concise as possible, mm-hmm. and uh, and really tighten that up. And so it's like okay, you know with that why and in the clarity yeah you know we've got a lot better results and then i ask yeah you know i'll ask like hey you know has this person been followed up with you know where are we at on here and it's gotten to the point where uh, i just i think it's funny when i ask because i ask and i know it's already been done yeah yeah i should have known better i just want to (laughs) double check it just in case yeah you know, but now that we're actually using Asana, I can mm-hmm. see when she's responded. So she checks something off because I'll assign yeah. it back to her after I've given her the piece of information that she needs. Yeah. And so if you are listening to this episode and you want to have Sean's help really building a system for how you can organize and get control of your email, you can find him at thedigitalorganizer.com. That's right. And he will be able to take care of you. He and his team will be able to take care of you and also help you take control of your inbox. So, yeah. Sean, thanks for joining me on this episode and, and glad to have you here. Thanks and, for having me. And uh, can't wait to uh, have you on again. Well, that concludes another episode of the Founders Craft Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love to hear your feedback. Go to askmikegonzalez.com. There you will find the ability to leave a comment and join the conversation in the community. Also, I'd love to interact with you. If you have social media, you can find me at Mike Gonzalez on Instagram. Send me a direct message. Follow me. Would love to chat with you there. That is all for the show today. Until next time.